respiration uh, i'll be sending you the pictures don't take anything just hear me out as a story because i have lot of markings i'll be sending you those pages later okay respiration is the only energy giving process in the body uh so respiration is a chemical process so it's a chemical reaction as against breathing which is a physical process respiration is a chemical process where glucose and oxygen combine to uh, produce carbon dioxide and water and lot of energy is released so uh, respiration is an exothermic process by exothermic we mean the uh, the energy is given out okay so energy is given out uh, photosynthesis is an endothermic process you require sunlight for that so uh, uh, okay fine every living cell needs energy in humans our cell need energy for contracting muscles so that we can move parts of the body so these are the pointers why do you require energy in your body second making protein molecules uh by linking them together amino acid into long chains third cell division so that we can repair damaged tissues and can grow fourth is active transport so that we can repair uh where a uh, fourth sorry active transport uh, so that we can move substances across cell membranes up to their concentration gradient we uh, we have done all this so it should just be a brushing transmitting nerve impulses so that we can transfer information quickly from one part of the body to another karan just mute yourself please and sixthly producing heat inside your body to keep body temperature constant so this is only warm blooded animals can do and the warm blooded animals are uh, birds and mammals all other animals are cold blooded so all mammals and all birds are warm blooded we cannot keep the temperature of our body according to the surrounding we require a constant body temperature so when we feel cold we can switch on ac fan or uh, some animals you see they will go and sit under mud or in a pond or something like that and if we feel warm there is a certain processes in your body you start sweating the birds will sit with their all their um, um, puffed up feathers okay so all this energy comes from food that we eat the food is digested that is broken down into smaller molecules which are absorbed from intestine into the blood the blood transport nutrients to all the cells in the body the cells take up nutrients that they need the main nutrient used to provide energy is uh, in the cell is glucose uh, everybody has their textbooks with you all of you
just wait i'm sharing a screen with you yeah so you can see the markings so you can do the marking simultaneously can everybody see the markings whatever has to be circled and all yeah can you zoom in a little more then it will start blurring can you see it Yeah, yeah, I'll be sending yeah, it to you. But uh, right now you can read along with me what is important and start marking, na? Okay. Hmm. So uh, now I'm reading aerobic respiration. Okay. Uh, most of the time, our cells release energy from glucose by combining with oxygen. This is called aerobic respiration. This happens in small series of uh, small steps, each one controlled by enzyme. We can summarize the reaction of aerobic respiration as an equation. Uh, and what is that equation? Uh, glucose plus oxygen giving you carbon dioxide and water. Most of the steps in aerobic respiration take place inside mitochondria. Most, not all. Okay, so most of them take place inside mitochondria. And you know mitochondria is also called powerhouse of the cell. So you can write down powerhouse of the cell. It produces energy in the form of ATP. Now aerobic respiration. It is possible to release it is possible to release energy from sugar without using oxygen so without using oxygen you can still release energy it is not such an efficient process as aerobic respiration and not much energy is released per glucose molecule but the process is used by some organisms it is called anaerobic respiration and it takes place in yeast and some of the plants. The plants, you can write down, see next to it, I have written plants like this. So, yeast and plants. Yes. Yeast and plants. Uh, yeast is a single-celled fungus. Not all uh, yeast can do that, but yeast, uh, all funguses cannot do that. But fungus is a single, uh, yeast is a single-celled fungus. And it can respire anaerobically. It breaks down glucose to alcohol. What does it do? It breaks down glucose to alcohol. Next to alcohol, you can write down ethyl alcohol. So, glucose to ethyl alcohol plus carbon dioxide. So, uh, uh, as in aerobic respiration, carbon dioxide is made. Plants can also respire anaerobically like this, but only for a short period of time. Some of the cells in your body, particularly muscle cells, can respire anaerobically for short time. They make lactic acid instead of alcohol and no carbon dioxide. No carbon dioxide is produced. So how will you remember that no carbon dioxide is produced? By remembering that plants require carbon dioxide and so they will give it out. 
but animals do not require carbon dioxide so they can only give lactic acid and this happens when you do vigorous exercise so uh, underline vigorous exercise also and your lungs and heart circle the word lungs and heart i have not done it over there but do that lungs and heart cannot supply oxygen to your muscles as quickly as they use it so uh, i am sharing you one more uh, listening see this mind map what i have made on top yes so your uh, over respiration i have written over respiration i have written energy giving process atp uh, it requires glucose and oxygen and glucose is uh, transported by blood and oxygen is transported by breathing so lungs and heart both have to work uh, efficiently to release atp because blood is what uh, transport glucose and oxygen to all the muscles so they have to work extra efficiently and uh, they supply to muscles and what is broken down glucose is broken down to lactic acid so when you are doing exercise with not enough warm up you will uh, experience something what uh, what is called cramps and cramps is uh, uh, in your um, you only experience cramps in your muscles when lot of lactic acid is produced okay so it is very important to ha uh, yeah karan मॉलिक्यूल्स and this table is very important uh, what is the difference between aerobic and anaerobic respiration now this uh, next page page 142 and page 143 are uh, mainly about the activity which you can do in paper 4 or atp and the, these two key definition of aerobic and anaerobic respiration are important so i'll be sending you this photographs then uh, we can do these later so i'm going to page see this is uh, this is not important 11.2 what is down we are now doing page 144 this diagram is very very important uh you have to know there are two sets of muscles one is this external intercostal muscles and internal intercostal muscles and lastly is your uh this this is your diaphragm this is important okay
and you also have to know that uh, these two muscles are basically external and internal intercostal muscles are something uh, which uh, which are around the ribs so internal exter uh, intercostal muscles are the inside one and the external are the outside one so those are your intercostal muscles okay so now i will read this uh, oxygen is obtained in different way animals and plants get their oxygen directly from their surrounding if you look again at uh, aerobic respiration equation you can see that carbon dioxide is made this is a waste product and it must be removed from the organisms so what is important is this that it is a waste product it has to be reduced so increase carbon dioxide will be increase uh, uh, will cause acidic conditions in your body and your ph of your body decreases or ph of the blood decreases and that will trigger the entire process of respiration this is a waste product and it must be removed from the organisms in organism there are special areas where oxygen enters and carbon dioxide leaves one gas is entering and the other one is leaving so these are surfaces for the gas exchange these surfaces have to be permeable they have uh, other characteristics which help the process to be quick and efficient they are thin that this is very important these adaptations are very important okay so these are very important adaptation uh, they are very thin to allow uh, gases to diffuse across them quickly so they can diffuse quite quickly secondly they are close to efficient transport system to take gases to and from the exchange surfaces they are surrounded by capillaries now thirdly uh, they have large surface area they have large surface area and uh, one minute it's let me adjust it they have large surface area so that a lot of gas can diffuse across at the same time they have good supply of oxygen and often by breathing movement so therefore breathing is very important the right way of breathing is very important and uh, therefore lot of yoga and pranayama and all are emphasized because the moment you are uh, your uh, breathing is correct you have enough oxygen and glucose for all your respiring tissues so the human breathing system uh, shows the structure that are involved in gas exchange in human the most important are two lungs each lung is filled with many tiny air spaces called air sac or alveoli it is here that oxygen will diffuse into the blood because they are so full of spaces lungs feel very light and spongy to touch the lungs are supplied with air through windpipe or trachea 
एंड वॉट डज गॉबलेट सेल डू दे मेक अ लिक्विड कंटेनिंग वॉटर एंड म्यूकिस विच इवेपरेट्स इन टू द एयर इन द नोज एंड मॉइस्टन इट सो द एयर नाउ विच इज एंटरिंग इन साइड इज फिल्टर्ड बिकॉज ऑफ द हेयर एंड ऑल्सो योर इट इज मॉइस्ट बिकॉज ऑफ दिस लिक्विड विच गेट्स इवेपरेटेड एंड योर योर टेम्परेचर इन साइड योर बॉडी इज वॉमर देन द टेम्परेचर आउटसाइड therefore it is also warm so the air which is entering 145 the air which is coming inside your body is warm moist and filtered this question is asked quite often and how it is done now on the diagram 11.3 uh make 1 2 and 3 at the three different types of cells ciliated cell number 1 goblet cell number 2 and basement membrane number 3 therefore this lining of your respiratory passage is a tissue because it's made up of different types of cells and which are the two different types of cells ciliated cell and goblet cells and cilia are a hair like projections other cells have very thin hair like projection called cilia the cilia are always moving and bacteria uh, are moving and bacteria or particles of dust get trapped in them and in mucus cilia are found all along the trachea and bronchi this is very important cilia is not only in some part of your respiratory tract it's all along your trachea and bronchi here they waft the mucus so these last three lines you can underline and write function here they waft the mucus containing bacteria and dust up to the back of the throat so that it does not block up the lungs so this is your function of cilia and what is the function of mucus it traps bacteria and dirt and all now the trachea from the nose or mouth the air then passes into the windpipe or trachea circle the word trachea at the top of the trachea is a piece of cartilage called epiglottis this closes the trachea and stops food getting into the trachea when you swallow this is the reflex action that happens automatically when bolus of food touches the soft palate circle the word trachea epiglottis reflex and automatic and always remember all the reflexes in your body are for the protection of your body so this reflex action is when you are speaking and you are eating the epig uh, the epiglottis will cover your food pipe that is esophagus that means food will not enter the esophagus uh, uh, trachea when you are eating and if you are talking it's the other way around so it's a common flap which is at the uh, end of trachea as well as esophagus so write down protection there just below the epiglottis is the voice box or larynx larynx they contain the vocal cords the vocal cords can be tightened by muscles so they can make sounds when air passes over them the trachea has ring of cartilage around it which keeps it open so the sound which is getting produced is because of the vibration of these vocal cords you on this now the bronchi the trachea goes down the uh, down through the neck 
and into the thorax the thorax is the upper part of the body from back down to the bottom of the ribs and diaphragm so this bronchus goes all the way from the thorax to the diaphragm so diaphragm i told you what is diaphragm it is the uh, you can see the picture which is next to you here it separates the abdominal cavity from the thoracic cavity thoracic cavity is nothing but the chest cavity yeah one bronchus goes to each lung and then branches into smaller tubes called bronchioles circle the word bronchioles as um, as well now the alveoli at the end of each bronchiole are many tiny air sac or alveoli this is where gas exchange takes place so gas exchange takes place at the alveoli so there is this diagram of the alveoli how does it function and uh, you can write it down uh, okay i'll send you the picture for for this uh, what i want you to write it down then you can take it down later now the next page gas exchange in lungs gas exchange in lungs the walls of the alveoli are the gas exchange surface tiny capillaries are closely wrapped around outside of the alveoli next to it right now number 1 oxygen diffuses across the walls of the alveoli into the blood carbon dioxide diffuses the other way circle the word diffuses both the time so you know it is from higher concentration to lower concentration so oxygen which is at the higher concentration inside the air gets diffused into the blood and carbon dioxide diffuses the opposite way so this diagram also is quite self explanatory now uh, just under the diagram write down adaptations the walls of the alveoli have several features which make them efficient gas exchange surface so walls of the alveoli are efficient because they are adapted for this so number 1 they are very thin they are only one cell thick uh the walls of the capillaries are also only one cell thick and oxygen molecule only has to diffuse across this small thickness to get into the blood write down two cells which we have already discussed so i'm not repeating that now number 2 they have excellent transport system blood is constantly pumped that means blood is constantly pumping inside to the lungs along with the pulmonary artery this branches into thousands of capillaries which take blood to all the parts of the lungs carbon dioxide in the blood can diffuse out into the air spaces in the alveoli oxygen can diffuse into the blood the blood is then taken back to the heart in the pulmonary vein ready to be pumped to the rest of the body i have made a mind map like a flow chart i'll send you the diagrams now the third they have a large surface area so underline the word large surface area in fact the surface area is enormous uh, that you need not know it's 1000 uh, it's 100 meter square area they have a now now number 4 they have a good supply of oxygen your breathing movement keep your lungs well supplied with oxygen therefore you have to know that entire breathing is a mechanical process it's a physical process no enzymes are involved so it's a not a chemical reaction 
so just underneath you can write down uh, you write enzymes put a cross next to it and write down it's a mechanical process so respiration is a chemical process it is a metabolic process but breathing is mechanical so this is your one difference between your uh, breathing and respiration breathing is a mechanical process and uh, respiration is chemical process because new products are also formed and enzymes are involved and it is an exothermic process respiration is an exothermic process so it's a metabolic reaction anaya just mute yourself now breathing movement 11.3 uh, to make air move in and out of the lungs you must keep changing the volume of your thorax first you make it large so the air is sucked in then you make it smaller so that the air is squeezed out this is called breathing uh i'll be sending you a chart also for this uh see to it that you uh, write it down somewhere or store it properly now uh in two parts of the body there are muscles some of them are called intercostal muscles intercostal muscles are between the ribs so between those ribs there are muscles one is inside and the other one is outside so there are two sets of muscles over here internal intercostal and external intercostal muscles for uh, yeah and the other set of muscles is called diaphragm which is just underneath your rib cage it's a large sheet of muscles and elastic tissue so it's a muscle plus elastic tissue which stretches across your body underneath your lungs and heart now breathing it is also called inspiration when breathing in the muscles of the diaphragm contract this pulls the diaphragm downwards which increases the volume in the thorax i'm just reading it and i'll be sending the picture so you can just break it up learn it and then ask me questions related to that i am but there is problem at my end i told you that's the reason now is it fine now okay fine so when breathing in the muscles of the diaphragm contract this pulls the diaphragm downwards which increases the volume of the thorax at the same time the external intercostal muscles contract it pulls the rib cage upward and outward and it increases the volume as the volume of the thorax increases the pressure inside falls below the atmospheric pressure extra spaces created and that makes the air rush in along the trachea and bronchi this is how the air from outside enter your lungs and it is called inspiration now second is expiration when breathing out the muscles of the diaphragm relax the diaphragm spring back into a dome shape so first it has become like this now it comes like this so when it comes like this the volume inside will decrease then volume inside decreases the pressure will increase and the air will gush out of your lungs a uh, dome shape because it is made up of elastic tissue so it can go your diaphragm can go like this it flat it flattens to increase the volume decrease the pressure 
when the air will come in or it will push the wall uh, like this and the air will gush out this decreases the volume of thorax the external intercostal muscle also relax the rib cage drops down again into its normal position this also decreases the volume of the thorax usually uh, relaxing the external intercostal muscles and muscles of the diaphragm in all that is needed for breathing out sometimes through you uh, though you breathe out more forcefully when coughing for example then internal intercostal muscle contracts strongly when you cough and making the rib cage drop down even further the muscles of the abdominal walls also contract helping to squeeze the extra air out of thorax therefore all breathing out is not coughing coughing is another kind of a mechanism so i am sending you this picture later and i want you to make a table uh, so then i can check it up later and here they have given you just turn the page 148 and uh, it tells you what is the difference between respiration gas exchange and breathing it's very important and the diagram below the table below which tells you uh, the oxygen carbon dioxide uh, temperature water vapor of inter, uh, inspired and expired air you have to remember the expired air yeah one minute one minute let me finish is always uh, uh, has higher humidity and warmer okay yeah so when you exercise you require greater energy that means your energy uh, intake uh, release is more you require more energy and energy is obtained by respiration alone so respiration is the only energy giving process in your body it releases energy in the form of atp next to respiration you can write down in the bracket atp later when you copy it down now for respiration you require glucose and oxygen so your oxygen and glucose both demand increases so you your demand for oxygen and glucose both increase as your demand for energy increases so rate of respiration also increases and glucose and oxygen both are supplied to every tissue by blood because oxygen travels in hemoglobin and glucose is also traveling in the blood plasma that we already know now so so your your heart has to pump, uh, to pump greater amount of blood to all your uh, cells and tissues which are involved in exercise so when you require more blood your heart start pumping faster so your heart beat increases similarly as you require greater oxygen your breathing rate also increases you breathe deeper and faster so you de uh, breathe deeper and faster at every breath and this is what your entire mechanism is which i am reading right now so it will make more sense to you now when i am reading exercise and breathing rate all the cells in your body need oxygen for respiration and all this oxygen is supplied to by lungs the oxygen is carried to uh, carried by the blood to every part of your body in hemoglobin that you know 
Sometimes cell may need a lot of oxygen very quickly. Imagine you are running in a race. The muscles in your legs are using up a lot of energy. The cells in the muscles will combine with oxygen with glucose as fast as they can to release energy by muscle contraction. A lot of oxygen is needed to work as as hard as this. You breathe deeper and faster. So circle the word breathe deeper faster. To get more oxygen into the blood, your heart beat faster. So heart beat faster also circle to get oxygen to the leg muscles as quickly as possible. But eventually a limit is reached. The heart and lungs cannot supply oxygen to the muscles any faster. But more energy is still needed for the race. How can that extra energy be found? Extra energy can be produced by anaerobic respiration. Some glucose, circle the word uh, extra energy and some glucose, not all, is broken down without combining with oxygen and this bring uh, this breaks down glucose to lactic acid and energy that was the very first page we did already i told you what is lactic acid and all as explained earlier uh, this does not release very much energy but little extra energy uh, extra might make all the difference when you stop running you will have quite a lot of lactic acid in your muscles and your blood this lactic acid must be broken down by combining with oxygen so this lactic acid when combines with oxygen breaks down to carbon dioxide and water vapor again so this is your anaerobic respiration and once your exercise is over you start okay okay what i was saying that uh, when your muscle require extra energy this oxygen uh, your glucose breakdowns without oxygen Oh god uh you just hear me whatever because i'll be sending you the recording i will send you the recording later you just hear me whatever you can so extra energy can be produced by anaerobic respiration uh karan you mute yourself uh anaerobic respiration and uh some glucose is broken down without the uh, combining with oxygen it produces lactic acid and this lactic acid after exercise you still breathe faster till you come down to the normal breathing rate that is to incorporate extra oxygen into your blood which will break down lactic acid to carbon dioxide and water again water vapor so uh, yeah this lactic acid must be broken down by combining with oxygen in the liver so circle the word liver over there so even though you do not need the energy more you go on breathing faster and deeply and your heart rate continues to be high that means after exercise you still keep on panting that's because of this because you have to break down all your uh, extra um, lactic acid into carbon dioxide and water vapor you are taking in an uh, transporting extra oxygen to break down the lactic acid it is beyond your breathing normal breathing there's extra oxygen required to break down lactic acid this faster heart rate also helps the transport lactic acid as quickly as possible from muscle to the liver so this is the two reason your heartbeat increases one is to break down lactic acid to carbon dioxide and water vapor and secondly to uh, break down uh to take this acid 
to the heart also to the uh, as quickly as possible from muscle to the liver where this breakdown is taking place so while now it's the last para that means all this blood is taken from your muscle which has lot of lactic acid to liver where this lactic acid is broken down to carbon dioxide and water so while you are running you built up oxygen debt that's in last page i'm reading while you are running you built up oxygen debt you borrowed some extra energy without paying for it now that lactic acid is combined with oxygen you are paying off the debt this oxygen debt is an important word and a two mark question comes on this you are paying off the debt not until all the lactic acid been used up or broken down you keep on breathing faster and at a higher rate that's the reason these uh, um, athlete and all they when they run their heart beat is fast but they come down also to normal level faster and suppose if i am running i will take half an hour to come back to my normal breathing rate because your body is not trained for this so one thing you have to know the your uh, when you are exercising how fast your breathing rate is coming to normal that's your fitness level shorter time you require to come back to normal fitter you are the rate at which your breathing muscles work and therefore your breathing rate is controlled by the brain this is also important the brain constantly monitors the ph of the blood a uh, blood circle the word ph that flows through it uh, if there is a lot of carbon dioxide or lactic acid in the blood the this causes the ph to fall write down acidic next to it when brain senses this it sends nerve impulses to the diaphragm and intercostal muscles and this is the part of your uh nervous system okay uh diaphragm and intercostal muscles stimulating them to contract harder and more often the result is a faster breathing rate and deeper breath so that means rate increases this is your nerve uh yeah tell me 